Once students hear about the tech industry, almost everyone wants to work in it. Whether it's because of the lifestyle, the paychecks, or just something in between, the tech industry is in demand. Now, that also means that jobs are harder to find as well. But there is one role that every tech company hires for that not many students want to work in sales. Now, before you switch to another episode, give us at least five minutes to show you why sales might not be as bad of a job as you might think, and how it could be your foot in the door to find your dream job in tech. All right, in this episode, you'll be hearing from Jared, who's a solutions consultant at Chili Piper. What is a solutions consultant? Well, basically, he works on the strategy and operation side of new business opportunities. And what is Chili Piper? Well, it's a software company that helps make meetings easier for other companies. If you're like me, you've probably never heard of Chili Piper. So, how did Jared find them? Actually, apply LinkedIn, easy apply. I was employed like 10 or 11. So, we were completely bootstrapped at that time, didn't even have a seed round. Um, and I, so I guess to take a step back, I studied marketing or business with a concentration of marketing. I thought I'd go into the marketing world and I kind of looked into the entry level jobs. And you don't make a lot, and a lot of it's who you know. And it really wasn't aligned with what I liked per se. My dad was in sales for years. I think that growing up, I knew I liked that relationship aspect, but I had a kind of misconception of what sales was actually like. So I actually took a sales senior project and it kind of gave me a little more of a glimpse into what sales is really like. And I started applying for jobs super early. Actually, I was calling and kind of interviewing maybe in like December, January when I had a June graduation date. And what was interesting is some companies weren't stoked uh, like that I was interviewing so early. They Their feedback would be like, oh, dude, wait until you graduate. And then I talked to Chili Piper and the manager at the time, Michael Tuso, um, who was at the company for a long time, actually, just left maybe like a month ago to go pursue some other ventures. But he told me, oh, I love the initiative, man. And I ended up interviewing in person and I solidified a job. So I had a signed offer in March when my graduation due, uh, date being June. LinkedIn Easy Apply. We haven't heard many stories about this working, but clearly it does. And I think for smaller companies, this works better because they typically have less applicants. And speaking of smaller companies, there's another advantage for a certain type of person too. Uh, Cal Poly Slow, which is my alma mater, actually does a really great job of connecting students with companies. So my senior project was actually sponsored by like Oracle, um, ADP, like Gartner. Like, so we got to talk to a lot of recruiters, um, but... The caveat of that is that a lot of those class of programs, like there's tons of pros and cons, right? The pros is you get the name on your resume, great training. The con is not that many people get hired after that program. Um, the other caveat, there's a minimum GPA requirement. And funny enough, I've always been a top performer in work. I pride myself, but something about school, like I didn't love just getting an A. Like I didn't get that same um, adrenaline rush as I would busting out a big project or getting a shout out after doing something at work. So I kind of was right under the threshold, but what's funny is I knew the recruiters. So they kind of told me they could push me a few rounds in, but then I was going to get scrutinized later. And I opted to go for an earlier stage company to get exposure to leadership and things like that, rather than going, I guess, the more corporate quote unquote route. The more corporate you go, typically the more your GPA and what school you go to matters when it comes to entry level jobs. I know. It sucks, but it's just the truth. And that's why these smaller companies can often be the foot in the door within tech. Now, on the other hand, Chili Piper could get acquired by a tech giant one day. And if that's the case, then Jared would probably be working for that huge tech company that bought them out. 
or because of Jared's success and the network that he's built within tech, he probably has a better chance of landing a job at Google or something now because he has that tech experience on his resume. Your GPA really only matters for your first year. After that, it's all about experience, results, and the networking that you have for future roles. Getting in at a small tech company allows you to do all of that. But why sales? And a lot of people think it's like, screwdriver in the leg, I'm twisting your arm, you need to buy this car um, kind of mentality, but it's really not like that. It's very consultative. And as we've gone into kind of the new age of sales, there's a lot of technology that helps drive personalization, productivity, and things of that nature. You also think of cold calling, right? It's not as bad as it sounds. It's a means to an end, but some companies don't even cold call that heavy. The prevalence of email, social selling via LinkedIn, um, and things of that nature have become more popular. So sales has really evolved um, and I think fundamentally always relationship-based sales has done better, but now it's way more popular, You're way more consultative. And on top of that, those sales roles are foot in the door a lot of times into tech, which is kind of a hard industry to break into. So from sales, you can do a million things. You could go into management, you can go into a closing role, product, customer success. It's really kind of endless. So I think when people think of that role, they think I'm going to get stuck making cold calls 200 a day for five years. And that's really not like not the case. And I think some people also don't see how it's kind of fun, honestly, like you have a leaderboard, um, they do a great job of gamifying. And I'm a huge fan of gamification. So it really gets your competitive spirit going. Um, and sales also, you have a lot of control over your salary, right? You think about a lot of careers, you have a base, sometimes a bonus, sometimes not, where when you get a commission structure, you have a the sky is really the limit there. You know, if you crush your numbers, you're getting the compensation for it. And I think that a lot of people like that kind of empowerment and control, not only over their own career growth, but also how much they're taking home at the end of the day. It's all about finding the right company for you. Asking questions like, how does your company typically do sales? Is it through email, inbound, or cold calling? These answers will tell you if a company fits your style or not. But what I don't think people realize is the money that can be made in sales. When I would work at Universal as a cashier, and every time someone came in as an Amex Black Card holder, I would always ask what they did. If you didn't know, you have to have a lot of money to be an Amex Black Card holder. And if they weren't someone famous, it was almost always because they were in sales. Money isn't everything, but it is something to think about. So if you want to get into sales, what skills should you have? I would say a lot is perseverance. Um, unfortunately, you're going to get told no a lot, um, whether it's via email or phone call. I think the best thing to keep in mind is you're, they don't know you, right? If you call them, you're a number they don't have. When you email them, they're a you're a random name that pops up. It's not personal. A lot of times there are people that have, maybe they're busy. Maybe they're expecting a call from the doctor. Um, so, you know, perseverance and being able to make the next call. On top of that as well, I would say kind of adaptability, right? If uh, they say that insanity is doing the same thing over and over, kind of the same concept with what you're saying or what you're emailing. You should be able to have that continuous improvement and growth mindset. And kind of along with that adaptability, I think coachability. Mm -hmm. um, can you take, um, you know, can you take coaching well? Um, if a manager tells you that you should be saying things one way instead of another, is that something you're going to go do on your next call and you're going to take it and improve? Or is it something you're going to take personally? I, I think also there's kind of a misconception that you need to be extroverted to be successful in sales. And that's really not the case. I actually know a lot of people that are pretty introverted, but you never know it by the way in which they handle their outreach. And again, if you're not comfortable on the phones, there are a lot of companies that send more emails and vice versa. If you don't love crafting witty emails, maybe you're great on the phone. 
And I think a lot of that is really just finding a company that aligns with what you're trying to sell. And there's also software and products in every vertical, right? Like cloud security, that's kind of over my head. I'm a pretty technical person. I still don't really understand it. But the company I'm at, sales technology, I find that kind of intriguing. So like if you're interested in ticket sales, they have software for that. If you're interested in hospitality, healthcare, they have software for that. And I think people like to bucket software, but there's a million different verticals within the industry itself. The thing is with these skills is that you can teach yourself to have them. And if you've ever played a sport, you've definitely got these skills. If you've struggled in school, but got all the way to college, you've got these skills too. Everyone has them. And that's what makes sales so interesting because many of the skills necessary to succeed, everyone has done it one way or another in their life. You just now have to apply it to your career. Now, Jared also interned at Target before taking his talents to Chili Piper. What's the difference between working at a startup versus the more corporate lifestyle? Yeah, so I'd say with Target um, specifically, something I noticed is with the training program, it was very um, defined, right? So like you have this very set training, you have this very set course, your career trajectory is very set as well. Um, where when you're in a smaller organization, you have a lot more exposure to your C-suite, to decision-making, even if you don't necessarily have the power. So for me um, to be able to talk to my CEO when he's in town, we would get lunch and stuff like that. And this is the guy who's led hundred people sales teams. It was incredibly empowering and it taught me a lot. So like when it came to my career trajectory, I moved to customer success, moved to product. I made all these changes where if you're in a more corporate setting, it's not that easy. And a lot of times those opportunities aren't even there. You really have to wait in line. Um, there are again, kind of pros and cons to go into smaller versus larger. So like you're going to have more hats, right? Like a target, or large corporations, you have more backup. They have more things in place. If you were to leave the company, if you were to take a day off, they know what they're doing. Where if you're at a smaller company, you tend to have a little more weight on your shoulders. You're running around in more directions, but you're also learning quicker. So I think when you're weighing out a corporation versus a smaller org, especially if they're in that really early stage, um, you kind of have to dive into it, look internally and see what motivates you as a worker. Is it to grow a company or is it to check in at 9 a.m., check out at 5, and be done with your day. And I think that's what a lot of people will kind of have to take into consideration. And there's kind of companies everywhere in between. You know, you have your Series A companies with 50 people, Series B with 100, and so on. So there's the large, very large enterprise companies, very small startups, and everything in between. So you'll see some similarities between that. But, you know, you definitely do get extreme at some point where you're at the 10,000-person company versus a five. If you like structure, corporate is the way for you. But if you like learning a ton of things at once, the startup life could be calling your name. I think the most important part here is how close you can be with executives when you're working at a startup. Those lunches that Jared had probably excel his career incredibly compared to if he were just in the corporate world and having a meeting with someone just one step above him. No shame to middle management in the corporate world, but meeting with your CEO versus middle management just hits different. So what's the final cheat code? Leveraging those networking groups and being very intentional with your networking. I joined a lot of networking events um, and different groups, some of which were actually labeled as manager and above, and I kind of finagled my way in one way or another. But I had exposure to these people at um, high up at companies, and I saw by having these conversations, I just became an expert on what I'm doing. I think in sales... Uh, it's important to not only know your product, but know the space, you know, like how are you supposed to come up and explain how you work with another tool if you don't even know the other tool? Uh, my professor for my senior project used to say product knowledge is selling power. 
And I think that's really true in any industry, right? The more knowledgeable you are about the industry, the more dangerous you are. And if you're making those connections at other companies, you're not only learning from them, but if it comes time for you to make that switch, you know, they're VP. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I think it's a lot more powerful than people think. It's not just a happy hour. You go in there to talk to people and free drinks is nice, but, you know, cut yourself off at a limit and make sure you're having those valuable conversations. Tech isn't just for coders. Tech is literally involved in every industry in the world. Want to work with amusement park rides? There's a tech company that probably does that. Want to work with food? There's probably a tech company helping in that industry too. Tech doesn't just mean Silicon Valley and working at Apple. Tech is all over and one of the best ways to break in is sales. Grind it out in sales as a sales development rep and you'll be able to move around to different spaces the same way that Jared has. And well, that's about it. I'm out.